Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, August 26th, 547 a.m. Central. As I speak here, December corn futures up five and three quarters at 655 and three quarters. November soybeans up 12 at 1443 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat up five and a half at 794 and a half. December Kansas City wheat up three and three quarters at 870. December spring wheat up three and a quarter at 899. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it as always. Do me a favor, leave me a review on that Apple app. Could use some more reviews there. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Leave me a comment. Let me know how the crops look in your neighborhood. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information every single business day direct from me. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, charts, graphics, weather info. All of my daily uh, subscriber-only videos are included in that email as well. Uh, I did a video yesterday, a mailbag video, and I do these like once every week or 10 days. I get a lot of questions that come in from subscribers, and a lot of times subscribers ask the same questions. I had a lot of questions about those FSA acreage numbers recently, a lot of questions about 2022 grain sales, among other topics. If you guys are interested in this stuff, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation, nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour released as Estimates for Iowa yesterday, also Minnesota. We'll start off with Iowa. The Iowa corn yield was estimated at 183.8, down from 190.8 last year. The three-year tour average is 183.8. Soybean pod counts per 3x3 three three plot, 1174, down from 1218 last year. Three-year tour average of 1157. So both corn and soybean yield potential down from last year, but near or above the three-year tour average in Iowa. Essentially, you had better findings in the east, offset poorer findings in the West, and that should not be a surprise to anybody. We knew that Eastern Iowa was in much better shape than Western Iowa, really for the majority of the growing season. The tour will release national crop estimates after the close today. I believe that they adjust these preliminary state estimates that you're seeing each day this week. I believe those are adjusted when it comes to the uh, national estimate that you'll see after the close today, and we'll see all the details uh, this afternoon. Uh, In regard to Minnesota, things were really good. The state's corn yield was pegged at 190.4, up sharply from 177.4 last year. Three-year tour average is 181. Soybean pod counts in Minnesota, 1101, up sharply from 1027 last year, and the three-year tour average of 1026. So Minnesota was really impressive, probably a little bit better than what some had expected. Um, uh, so pretty good stuff there. So again, you'll see some national estimates uh, from Pro Farmer after the close uh, this afternoon. USDA did not release weekly export sales data yesterday, or I guess they did release it and then retracted it. This is what they said on the USDA website. During the August 25th, 2022 launch of the new export sales reporting and maintenance system, FAS encountered challenges that affected both the quality and the physical dissemination of our weekly export sales data. The agency is retracting the data published earlier today. Updated data will be made available as soon as all 
issues are resolved. So I don't know when we'll see this data. Guys, when I run the USDA, I have a list of uh, changes that I'll make. First off, this would never happen under my watch. Uh, this stuff would be released on time. Another change I would make, uh, there would be no like gaming of the export system sales to unknown destinations i don't think so guys you're going to tell me uh who you sold the grain to uh WASDI reports under my watch will be released at 8 a.m central time uh we will then reopen at 8 30 the market so we'll have half an hour to digest this stuff while the markets are closed then we'll have a hard open the reports will never be released on friday when i run the usda that's just we don't like sitting around on fridays waiting for this stuff we want them during the week um, also, I would I would assume, given my uh, authority uh, as a government official when I run the USDA, I will force the CME to suspend all overnight grain trading. No more Sunday night trade. No, no more weekday overnight trade. We're going to trade like five hours a day or something. We're going to go like 8.30 a.m. Central to like 1 p.m. That's going to be it Monday through Friday. So those are just, those are just some of the changes that I'll make uh, when I run the USDA uh, a few years down the road. Okay, let's keep going through the headlines here. Uh, European corn crop estimates continue to shrink. Uh, the European Commission, which, which is a government entity, uh, cut its estimate for the country's corn crop to 59.3 million. Uh, that's down from 65.8 previously, very close to US. USDA's estimate, which is now at 60 million. Last year's crop totaled 71. So they've had heat waves. They've had uh, what is expected to be the worst European drought in 500 years. It's all reduced and resulted uh, in reduced crop potential. USDA recently lowered its EU crop estimate. Similarly, of course, um, you know, Europe is a net importer of corn and they're going to be forced to import more corn and GMO corn uh, into Europe despite restrictions. They've got restrictions on both the cultivation and the import of GMO corn, and they're gonna have no choice but to lift a lot of that. And those discussions actually started after Russia invaded Ukraine. So uh, they may have to buy some more corn from the US, from Brazil. The uh, import estimate, according to this uh, European government entity, was increased to 20 million metric tons from 16 and a half previously. USDA's got that number at 19. Uh, the European Union is the world's fourth largest corn grower. When you combine all the member countries, only the US, China, and Brazil are bigger. So this is a big deal. I mean, they're going to have a big shortfall. And I think that a lot of people believe that that crop estimate will come down even further in uh future estimates, future reports. So they're going to have to import some more corn. So again, you've got, you know, global production issues, uh, certainly. And this is a story that's not new, but the crop estimates continue to decline uh, slightly. It seems like every time we see a new one. USDA released weekly drought data yesterday. U.S. corn areas experiencing a drought fell 1% on the week to 27%. Soybean areas experiencing a drought fell to 20% from 24% the week prior. Winter wheat areas experiencing a drought have fallen to 53% from 59% uh, back in late July. So you've still got a lot of drought here. I mean, you look at Texas, Oklahoma, and to say Arkansas, Southern Missouri, um, Kansas, uh, Nebraska, a bunch of Iowa, some of like central Illinois, a lot of South Dakota. And then, of course, you know, almost the entire western part of the country is drought stricken. Drought stricken. Uh, this is something to consider. You know, we're not that far away from winter wheat planting, um, aside from the row crop implications that we're uh, aware of. But, you know, winter wheat planting here is not that far away. And you look at some of your key HRW wheat areas, very much drought stricken. So this is uh, going to continue to be an issue, I think, as we move forward. 
wheat harvest in, uh, or actually, I'm going to go with weather first. Um, we got some rain on the radar uh, here this morning over South Dakota. It doesn't look like a bad system uh, at all, really. And this thing should make its way a little bit further east. Um, I don't know if this is too little, too late for some of the crops. Maybe could uh, aid soybean crops uh, to some extent here. Um, here's the next seven days in terms of the forecast. Should be some more rain for the Central Corn Belt, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Missouri. Uh, eastern part of Kansas, some of Oklahoma will catch some rains. North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, mostly dry. Southern Minnesota, kind of a mixed bag. Uh, southeast, a little dry. Uh, some more rain along the uh, far southern portion of the Gulf Coast. 6 to 10, uh, kind of a mixed bag here with temperatures, uh, maybe below normal rainfall. I'm still not seeing anything out here in terms of a frost threat right now or an early frost threat, put it that way. Wheat harvest in Ukraine is 98% complete. The country's ag ministry said that 18.8 million metric tons of wheat had been harvested. USDA projects the crop in total at 19 and a half. So they're pretty close here. If confirmed, that 19.5 million metric ton crop would mark a 41% reduction versus last year. USDA uh, projects Ukraine's wheat exports for the new crop marketing year at 11 million, which would mark a 42% reduction versus last year. So you've got both uh, production and exports of wheat out of Ukraine down more than 40%, uh, all as a result of this uh, invasion, of course. The shipping program brokered by the United Nations appears to be more successful than expected. Uh, the crops are still light, though. I think logistics will continue to be an issue moving these crops uh, to ports and also planting next year's wheat crop. Uh, those could all be uh, problematic issues, sure, uh, certainly. Fed Chair Jerome Powell will speak at Jackson Hole this morning. All eyes will be on the most powerful man in financial markets as he discusses policy at the Kansas City Fed's annual meeting. He's going to speak at 9 a.m. Central Time, I believe, and I think it's going to be live streamed, so you should be able to watch this if you want to. Uh, investors will listen closely for clues regarding interest rate hikes at the September meeting, which I believe is September 20th and 21st. Financial markets currently favor just slightly a 75 basis point hike to the Fed fund rate in September, uh, but there's still a, a good chance of a 50 basis point hike. So we're kind of in the in the middle there. Um, uh, but financial markets just favoring that 75 basis point hike uh, slightly. Guys, September grain options expire today. Uh, make sure you take a look at any remaining open positions there. Live cattle were uh, mixed yesterday on the board. Feeder cattle were higher. Not any big changes in cash cattle versus earlier in the week. Still like 142 in the south, 145 to 148 in the north. Outside markets, we've got the U.S. dollar a little bit lower. Stock markets a little bit lower. The S&P's down 18. The Dow's down 100 points. Bonds are off a full handle. Gold's down 12 bucks. Crude oil up $1.28 at 93.80. Have a great weekend, guys. I'll talk to you Monday.